Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? Oh, uh, it's uh, Daryl. It's almost springtime. So as as we're recording this, I think what spring starts in what three weeks? Yeah, right? I can Something feel like that. it. I can taste it. I can I can sm- I can smell fresh cut grass. I can hear the crack of the bat, which means something's just around the corner. Yeah, I know you're excited about baseball, and I know our listeners, especially our listeners uh, in the uh, Great White North and the wintry regions of the country, especially those in field sales, are so thankful that spring is coming back. But man, I'm so excited. And by the way, welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast. If you're new, you've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, adding real value. We call it Selling from the Heart. And uh, speaking of selling from the heart, I just want to give a big shout out to our good friends over at Send Out Cards. Uh, Talk about an incredible way to get to the heart. Larry, you talk about speed to heart in your training, how to get to somebody's heart as quickly as possible. And I don't know if I've seen anything out there that creates speed to heart better than Send Out Cards. No, you know, and you you bring up this whole thing about speed to heart and What's interesting is when we start talking about the whole concept around send out cards, everyone yeah. goes, well, you know what? We just got to get back to the fundamentals, right? We just got to get back to the old fashioned way, right? Handwriting a card saying thank you and all that. So I'm going to share, I'm going to share a quick story. And this just this just goes to show you, I believe the power of send out cards. It was my buddy's birthday, uh, three weeks ago. Yeah. And I brought my wife and I brought him over a really nice gift. Something that I know of an adult beverage size that I know he really enjoys. So last week I got a really nice thank you card from him, right? Mm-hmm. Just a standard. I opened it up. It was a night, it was handwritten, right? Came from him. Hey, I really appreciate it. You know, this was some of my favorite blah, 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 blah. Love so-and-so. I looked at it. Boom. Guess where it went? Round file. It went in the round file and I'm not being mean, but it did the shelf life of a handwritten cards like that. I just, yeah. All I did is man, imagine the power of a send out card where you can capture a picture and say, thank you. Yeah. The ability to put a custom image on the front, it grabs people's attention and I love it. I love being able to, to rather than have to track down a pen and a card and a stamp and an envelope to be able to actually send a card from my phone is revolutionary. So anyhow, you know, we're big on reaching out and making a personal connection here at Selling from the Heart. So uh, we just want to give a shout out to our friends at Send Out Cards. And we ask you to give it a try, cards.sellingfromtheheart.net. You can send the first one on us. Larry, we have got a fantastic guest this week. It's a guest that I think we're all very familiar with. Uh, and that guest happens to be a best-selling author and now audiobook narrator, the one, the only Larry Levine. Congratulations, Larry, on <laughs> hey, well, launching your new audiobook. <laughs> oh my gosh! It, 
long overdue. I, I, you know what? I keep going back. I give you props. You've kicked me in the butt more than once, Daryl, on <laughs> a right in the book. You, you screamed and kicked and yelled at me. You got to get this thing recorded. You got to get this thing recorded. I came up with freaking every excuse imaginable to avoid doing it, but it's done. And I loved it. I have to admit it was, I had a blast doing this. It, I, it was, wow. Bringing the book to life was phenomenal. Well, and I have to say, uh, Larry, I, you know, I have the privilege of being your friend and talking with you every week on the Selling from the Heart podcast. I'm very familiar with the Selling from the Heart book. But one thing that I, I discovered is as I was listening to the book on Audible and Selling from the Heart is now available on Audible, what, um, what I loved is I actually heard things from a new perspective. It was like I was reading the book all over again for the first time. And uh, so I think the audiobook is going to be an incredible tool, um, an incredible way to spread the message of authenticity. And uh, I'm so excited about it. So, Larry, here's what I what we've got for our guests this week, our, our, our listeners. Our guest is going to be you. And we're actually going to play the first chapter of Selling from the Heart. So we're going to give everybody a free uh, listen into Selling from the Heart, the audiobook. I think you're really going to enjoy it. And I think that uh, you're going to definitely want to get the audiobook at audible.com at the end of the episode. So, Larry, what, should, what, what do you want to say as we get ready to tee up chapter one of Selling from the Heart as read by the author himself? You know, I, I, I think the biggest thing, and it's what I always share with people when I'm speaking in front of them, is I'm asked, just, I'm going to ask, just listen to it with an open mind, right? I, not only did I write it, but I poured my heart into this. And I think by just by you listening, you're good, you're just going to see, or you, you can't see it, but you're going to listen to it. It's just, I put me behind it. And, and a lot of times, you know, books are just read. I actually read this so you can all take action upon it. And I hope this little lights a little fire on your backside. I think it will. I think you're going to enjoy it. So without further ado, let's join chapter one of Selling from the Heart as read by Larry Levine. I finally found the real me. Here's a quote from one of my favorite authors, Simon Sinek. Start with why. People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And what you do simply proves what you believe. Would you be shocked if I told you my sales career started with drugs? No, I wasn't a drug dealer hanging out on a street corner trying to sell without getting caught. Throughout high school, I worked in a pharmacy. I started out delivering prescription medicine to the elderly this is where I got my first taste of what it meant to develop genuine, authentic, and real relationships. It made my day to be able to help the elderly by delivering to them what they needed. The relationship bug bit me, and I loved it. As time progressed, I received a promotion to a pharmacy tech position. I loved watching all the pharmaceutical sales reps come in, sporting their fancy suits. I would observe their interactions and how well they were developing relationships with the pharmacist. I became fascinated, or should I say obsessed, with the lifestyle of a pharmacist, and I figured, what the heck, I'm going to become a pharmacist. No, I'm not joking. I thought I had my life laid out in front of me, and all would be well. I was excited at the prospect of doing something I loved. I applied and was accepted into college to start earning my degree to become a pharmacist. My future was bright, or so I thought. Within a few months, I no longer had a future. I was 18 years old and had a cold dose of reality slapped right across the face. 
I had no clue what to do or where I would turn to next. One can't be a pharmacist when one can't pass basic chemistry. My career as a pharmacist was over before it even started. We've all had that feeling, haven't we? As though the rug has been pulled out from underneath us and we have nowhere to land. Here I was, already into my first year of college, and now what? I knew I loved the pharmacy industry. I figured out the next best thing would be to become a pharmaceutical sales rep, as I could still be part of the pharmaceutical industry that I loved. I rapidly switched courses, buckled down, and received two degrees, one in marketing and the other in health science. Then things got interesting. In the months leading up to my graduation, my Cornell University, New York University, Ivy League, super brainy dad with a PhD in aeronautical engineering at 20, a traditionalist in every fashion and true rocket scientist asked me about my job prospects upon graduation. Job? What job? According to my father, you needed to have a job offer set up before you graduated college. I'd been working hard to find one. I went through all the on-campus job interviews and couldn't find anything. The classic line being delivered to me over and over was I had all the degrees, but I didn't have the sales experience. How do you get experience when no one's willing to hire you? I vividly remember telling my father, Dad, I'm trying. I don't know what to do. My dad traveled quite a bit at the time, and he shared an anecdote. Son, I was on an airplane sitting next to a guy who worked in the office technology industry. He was an upper management for a copier manufacturer, and we got to talking. He told me to tell you that if you can go out and sell office equipment for a year, you'll get the best hard-nosed sales experience in sales training ever. If you can make it in a year... You can parlay that into something else. I'm taking you back now to January 1988. There was no internet, so I picked up the phone book and I found the biggest ad in the Yellow Pages, called that company, and set up an interview. Miraculously, in one week, I'd went through all the interviews with that company. Back then, it was easier. As long as you could walk and talk, you could get a job. The first week after being hired, I sat in a room for five straight days, eight hours a day, watching VHS tapes. I guess that dates me. VHS Sales Training 101. Nothing to do with the office equipment, just sales. By the end of the week, my business cards were ready, they congratulated me, and my sales manager gave me my first assignment. Starting on Monday, you're going to go out in the field and start making cold calls. But before you do it, we're going to practice what you're going to say. You can't come back into the office until you've gathered 50 business cards. They must have the person's name who's responsible for making decisions, what type of copier they had, and so forth. Old school to the bone, right? Something's telling me this is still happening today. Once you come back, you're going to review those names with me. Then you're going to start making phone calls to those people trying to set up appointments. Seriously, that's how I was trained in this business. Then my sales manager mentioned to me, once you set up an appointment, I'll go out with you. I'll show you how to run an effective meeting as well as anything else you need to know. Hilarious, I know, as some of this still exists years later. That first year was the worst of my life, pure torture, but I kept remembering what my father told me. If I could last a year in this business, I could parlay this into something else. I kept saying to myself, I've got to stick through this. I've got to stick through it. I have to stick through it. I need to grind it out. In that entire year, I made a minuscule $18,000. My failure triggered my biggest breakthrough. After that first year, I knew there had to be something better. I had learned the basics, but my education was far from complete. I had learned a long time ago there's no shame in asking people for help, but I wasn't getting the help I needed from my first sales manager. 
So I decided to become my own sales manager and teach myself. Think about this one for a moment. How many of you act as your own sales manager? As an avid reader, I bought every sales book I could afford. I studied them all with the goal of uncovering and implementing two things I learned from every book. What made this special is that through my Selling from the Heart podcast, I would have the opportunity to interview Tom Hopkins 30 years later. His book, How to Master the Art of Selling, was one of the first sales books I read. I decided to start tracking and monitoring who I was losing to, who the sales reps were, and where they worked. There were a couple of reps I was losing to all the time. I set up a meeting with each one of them to introduce myself and to find out what they're doing differently. They started sharing with me why they enjoyed working for the respective companies, as well as a bit about themselves. Being a high type A person to begin with, this was music to my ears. The insight into their processes was the start of learning to build professional relationships and one of the best lessons I received. I took to heart what my father had stressed to me and stuck it out at the first company for a year. The more I learned about the other companies and the family atmosphere they provided, the more I wanted to work there. One of the sales reps I had originally competed against recommended me, and the next thing I knew, I was in sales heaven. My new company had me shadow one of their top sales reps for 90 days. Not only did I observe what he did, I was also able to ask him tons of questions. After 90 days, I started to get it. I saw firsthand how you could survive in the sales world. I observed how he took care of his clients. I saw his work ethic. I saw how he demonstrated excellence in his performance. He had a system in place, a process, and a plan. I knew if I could model this behavior, I would hit a home run. I never stopped since. By the way, baseball is my favorite sport. One of the things I was never coached nor mentored in was the art of building relationships. I was in an industry where equipment broke all the time. It was high maintenance, intense type of business. And if you didn't have a well-run service department, sales reps would have to figure out how to deal with the customer issues and technical service issues to pacify the customer. Through all of this, I was learning how to read people. I began to understand them and treated them the way I wanted to be treated. I started to sell to my customers the way I wanted to be sold to. I went from a newbie making $18,000 my first year to a successful 28-year career inside the office technology world. I owe a lot to my dad and the conversations that we had back in 1988. It's funny how life works out, isn't it? I'm glad those events happened because they shaped my life in so many positive ways. Ways I couldn't even imagine. I can genuinely say I've lived a great sales life. Stop the excuses. I believe committing to excellence was the key to unlocking my success back then, and I know that committing to excellence is the key to unlocking success today. However, I'm concerned with the current state of the sales profession. What I'm seeing develop is a lack of commitment to excellence. A culture of excuses and finger-pointing has replaced hard work, grit, and determination. Sales are not easy. Sales are not for everyone, nor for the weak at heart. It requires discipline, determination, and a game plan. It takes a lot out of you, and you must be willing to pay the price, but the rewards are worth it. If you want to get ahead in life, you must take personal responsibility. You must hold yourself accountable to you. It's no one else's responsibility to help you get to where you need to be. It's yours and yours alone. This means that if you had a subpar month and failed to meet your plan, it's not your manager's fault, your customer's fault, or your prospect's fault. It's your fault. You have to suck it up, self-reflect, buckle down, and get to work. Look at yourself in the mirror and commit to getting better. 
No more excuses. No more. It's Monday. Nobody buys on Monday. It's Friday afternoon. No one is mentally at the office as they have the weekend on their mind. It's two weeks before Christmas. Holiday mode has set in. The competition has better pricing. It's time to suck it up, buck it up, and do your job. Too many in sales play the deferral game. They play the deflection game as they place blame elsewhere. A true sales professional takes ownership of everything they do as they facilitate the buyer's journey. If a customer has an issue, it's the sales professional's responsibility to make it right. Sales professionals don't place blame, deflect, or pass problems onto somebody else. They serve their clients with the utmost respect, and they commit to creating an outstanding experience. Quite frankly, this is the difference between a sales rep and a sales professional. A sales professional finds a way to resolve all their clients' concerns. They take responsibility for themselves. They figure things out. They do the things others aren't willing to do. Decision time. Who are you? Are you an average sales rep doing what you need to escape by, moaning, groaning, and bitching about aspects of your job? Or are you striving to be a sales professional who achieves their goals and dreams doing what needs to be done? This means it's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to make the calls. It's your responsibility to prospect. It's your responsibility to learn. It's your responsibility to go above and beyond. It's not anyone else's. You can't wait to be told what to do. You owe it to you, your family, and your career. Here's one thing I need to warn you about this book. I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to pussyfoot around. I will say the things other people are unwilling to say. I will speak the truth and share what's on my mind. Let the truth set you free. If you want to be paid like a top sports athlete. There's a vast majority of sales reps who seek to get paid sports athletes' wages. The irony is most fail and lack the desire around doing the work necessary to get there. Top professional athletes have no mental excuses or barriers. Let's look at the life of an average baseball player who starts their career banging around from city to city, living out of motels, and surviving long bus rides in hopes they make it to the big leagues to make big money. They're up before anyone else practicing and staying later than anyone else to do the same. They give it everything. They don't give up and they learn from the process. When was the last time you got to work early to do those extras that always need to be done? So the moment the official day starts, you're ready to make those phone calls, visit those clients and take care of any issues promptly. When was the last time you stayed late working well past 5 p.m. or took a phone call on Saturday because it was in the best interest of your client? These are the things sales professionals don't bat an eye at. They just do them. It's time to stop making tired excuses like my clients don't get in the office until 9 a.m. so I won't start my day until then or I'm only going to work Friday until 3 p.m. because I know most people have the weekend on their mind. There are no excuses when it comes to your work ethic. I'm surprised how many sales reps fail to work a full 40-hour week or can't account for their time. Sorry to burst your bubble. Saying you're out in the field doing stuff doesn't count. Then most of them complain they don't have the money they desire or enough time to accomplish what needs to be done. What if you're a tenured sales rep with an established client base? What are your excuses? Have you stopped prospecting because you've already been there, done that, and you feel you've earned your sales stripes? Are you relaxing and resting on your laurels? Contrary to what so many think, there's no rank and file in sales. I love asking tenured sales reps, what would happen if management came in and said you couldn't sell anything to your current clients for the next six months? For the next six months, all your focus must be on generating new business. What would be their response? Would they rise to the challenge and become better? Or would they whine and mope around looking for the exit door stage right? Don't get me wrong. Your clients are your lifeblood for sales success. But 
You get the picture? I can't say this enough. If you want to make serious money, you must get rid of the excuses once and for all. Become serious about your work and put in the time it takes to become a true sales professional. It's time for the real you. I've seen so many salespeople hindered from achieving success because they're trying to be somebody they aren't. Have you ever tracked the path of individuals who become successful and tried to mirror what they did only to achieve lackluster results? Of course you have. Want to know why it didn't work? Because your actions were not in line with your core self. You can be true to yourself and be successful. I'm a living, breathing example of it. I've taken all that I've learned over the years, packaged it up, and made it my own. Stay true to who you are. Be genuine. Be authentic. Get to know yourself. Be curious and ask a ton of questions. Always ask for help. Just be the real deal, the real you. Whenever somebody would ask me, what are you doing? My response was always, I'm just getting it done. Here's what I'd like for you to get out of this book. Stay true to who you are. Be the real deal. Be genuine. Be authentic and sincere. Give a rip about your career and do what you need to do to get things done. Make things happen. Don't become somebody you're not. Don't build a sales lie. Living a sales lie will bite you in the ass every time. Join me as I take you on a journey to sales success. Throughout this book, we will be looking at what it means to be authentically you and how to use this to brand yourself. We'll also be looking at the skills an authentic sales professional possesses, including prospecting and leadership. I highly suggest that you download Selling from the Heart, the self-reflection journal at sellingfromtheheart.net backslash journal that will help you take each chapter and apply it personally. Are you ready? Are you sure about it? Great. Let's turn the page and get going. Chapter 1. Summary Number 1. Your story matters, but should never hold you back from achieving your sales goals. Number 2. Failure is never final. It's what you learn from it and the actions you take, not to make the same mistakes again that will create success. Number 3. The only way to be excellent in sales is to stop the excuses and decide to take responsibility for your results. And number four, you can be your true authentic self and be great at sales. Don't forget to download your free Selling from the Heart self-reflection journal. You can find it at sellingfromtheheart.net backslash journal to get the action steps for this chapter. Well, welcome back, Larry. That was totally cool. It's so great listening to you read the book. Thank you so much for putting the time in to do that. That had to be, that was a lot of work, man. You, you know what? I thought it was going to be actually a lot of work, Daryl, but it was fun work. It, it was reading the book and laughing and the blooper reel that occurred along the way. It was, it was amazing. It was, it was a great time, but the book has definitely come to life. Yeah, I know. It's funny as you listen to the book, you can tell there's parts in the book where you've cracked yourself up. And I know uh, hats off to the audio editors for the blooper reel and editing all of that out. But I, I think our listeners, if you've been listening to the Selling from the Art podcast, I know you're absolutely going to enjoy driving around and or being on the treadmill or, or wherever you listen to audiobooks. You're going to love listening to Larry's audiobook. So uh, where do you get it? Great question. I'm glad you asked. Go to audible.com and just type in Larry Levine, type in Selling from the Heart, um, and you'll very quickly find the Selling from the Heart audiobook. We'll also put the link in the show notes. 
but I think you're really going to enjoy this tool. And, and as I was saying at the beginning of the show, uh, Larry, listening to the audiobook really made Selling from the Heart come to life for me. And um, I think just one nugget out of this book uh, is, is more than worth the price of admission. And being able to have you as a coach while I'm driving around in my car um, is, is extremely valuable. So thank you so much for, uh, for putting the time in to record this book. And, and I know it's going to be a real gift to the sales profession. Yeah, I, I know it will. It's, you know, sales is in my blood. It's in my heart. I mean, it's what I know. But when I found the real version of me, Daryl, when I uncovered and I unpacked who I was and I brought that out to the market, great things started to happen. Relationships strengthened, new conversations opened, a new way of looking at life opened up. And that, that's what I would encourage people to really think about when they're listening to the book is, you know, look at bringing the best version of yourself out to the world. I mean, authenticity and heart and sincerity, this all matters in sales today, Daryl. And, and I know you'd agree with me. It's just that I'm delivering the message in a way to get people to stop and think, you know, that's really, if, if we're going to lead that all authentic sales lifestyle, then really understand what authenticity means. And it all starts inside of us. That's so good. Well, what a great way to end the episode. And uh, Larry, uh, once again, thank you. You can get your copy of Selling from the Heart on audible.com. Right now it's for sale and I hope you enjoy it. And by the way, as a Selling from the Heart podcast listener, I'm going to make a special request. Um, And that is once you listen to the audio book, would you go back onto audible.com, take a few minutes and leave a reference That does a few things. First of all, it pumps up Larry's ego, which we all know he needs that. Uh, Just kidding. But what it really does is it helps spread the message of authenticity and helps us spread the word about selling from the heart. So if you would leave a review, uh, we would be very, very grateful for that. So thank you for joining us this week. Next week, we have an exciting guest on deck. You're going to want to come back. Till then, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding value, find the real you, and most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.